Don't you dare tell me this time's different. I don't buy it, baby. We can't fix this. I ain't going back to what we had. I took off our rose-colored glasses. Now see your red flags. Today's guests are two of the most talented and definitely the two most handsome gentlemen that I have the pleasure of working with. Apart, they have many creative endeavors, but together they make up one hell of a rock band. We wrote my current single together, as well as some of my favorite songs. They are two incredibly talented musicians, and we work so well together. It is my favorite write on my calendar every single week. We have written uh, my current single, Red Flags, and a ton of other songs that I can't wait to share with you guys. We'll get into all of that and more with my guests today. Apart, they are Luke Eisner and Gus Ross. Together, they are, voila. Guys, welcome to the show. What it do? Spinny, man, you're our new PR guy. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. Are you serious? (laughs) You got it. You got to intro the boys the right way, right? How are you guys doing? Where is everybody? Fantastic. I'm in Santa Monica right now, um, as you can hear from the jackhammers and the ocean at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> and then over the, other, over the other side of the world in Sherman Oaks, a fat 15 miles away from Luke, in our, in our little wooden studio. Nice. Where are you um, I'm in Nashville. Right. Back here for a second. I'm you know, had three shows this weekend. We'll have three shows this next Ooh. weekend. So I'm here for, you know, 48 hours just doing doing the dang thing, you know, not getting groceries. I'm postmatesing every meal. <laughs> the question is, do you have do you have the membership? The membership? Oh, of yeah, course. absolutely. Give me them yeah, deals. Son. Yeah. I was looking at my like recurring payments because, you know, you always get those advertisements on Instagram that are like, you have way too many uh-huh. recurring payments. Like get the app that cuts down your monthly subscriptions. So I got that and it was like <laughs> Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, like all of that. I'm a VIP member. So, yeah, definitely contributing <laughs> to society. Dude, in that way. But what else are you going to do? What's that? When you travel as much and I said when you travel as much and especially you, Luke, you're in random like studio locations around the freaking world it feels like you just got to be like look i need chipotle because i don't have eggs i don't have that's totally (laughs) and and we'll go with that i i mean i'm starting to chalk it up to laziness and and lack of cooking education but we will go with that beautiful answer again Uh, spending with the pr yeah that that's That's my excuse so at least at least we have the same excuse (laughs) miserable guys i don't like that at all yeah hey Guys, we just uh, we just had ourselves a little release day this last Friday, a song that we love called Red Flags. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the first song we ever wrote together, yeah. correct? Yeah. That's pretty Congrats. crazy. Luke, maybe tell the story of how... Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you. Um, tell the story about how like we met and kind of how we hopped on that first Zoom right from your point Totally. Of view. Well, I come as a fan. Um, so I grew up in Wisconsin, and a lot of my friends back home basically we all just get together and listen to country music and we found spencer a long time ago um and then when i came to la and was doing sessions and um i was like well let me just reach out to people who i'm a fan of and spencer was so cool and replied and mm. it took us a bit but then we got some dates on the book um and red flags was something it was a guitar riff that i had been sitting on for a long time and then when we were talking about stuff that you wanted to do it just seemed to fit perfectly and it's the best. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you because I love your lyrics and um, 
that's the one thing that drew me into music. I always wanted to be an author. So when I hear people with really, really good lyrics, I'm like, I, I got to work with them. So it's, it's a dream come true, man. Honestly, to see that song for how long ago we wrote it to come out is just great. I yeah. know. That's awesome, dude. Well, first of all, thank you. That's oh, yeah. very sweet. Um, when, you, when you reached out over Instagram, I was like, who is this person? Because I went to your Instagram, I'm like, he has a ton of followers and he's incredibly <laughs> handsome. So I like, looked you guys up and I, I dove into your world yeah. and it was like, oh, these guys are great musicians and they're incredibly talented. So when we got on that first Zoom, I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. But I felt like we all kind of left that day like, Whoa, we kind of get magic when 100%. we work together. It's different than other rights. And what I love about you guys is that you come from, you know, in quotes, the pop world, right? right? Especially LA, West Coast. But Luke, what you said about the importance of the lyric and how we can still keep it country. If you listen to Red Flags, like you can just lay that out like the script of a movie. Exactly. And that's what I think the difference between pop and country music is a lot of the times is like the actual nuts and bolts of the story. So I was so pumped that you guys wanted to do that. And that's when I think we clicked and like really found each other as creative like spark plugs for each other yeah awesome. absolutely i'm glad you said that too because i i think that's kind of the importance of writing a good song is you should be able to print it out on a lyric sheet because i remember growing up buying cds and then taking the little pamphlet out and taking them to school and reading the lyrics because mm. i wanted to hear my favorite songs but i couldn't have you know obviously an ipod in school um and that was when it really hit yeah. me that you should be able to print it out and read it and get the whole thing and enjoy it just as much as you would with melody and this song does it for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Gus, what um, what do you remember Ooh. from writing Red Flags yeah, I, together? I remember, from the, I remember from the production side. I can't remember if we were in completely different places. Were we, Luke, were we in the same studio? Yeah, we were, yeah. We were in different places because this was COVID, heat of I the COVID. Correct. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is this whole song was written on Zoom. Yeah. What, was, was I in England? No. We, I can't you remember. You might have been, exactly. man. We were, yeah, so, something like that. But for me, the, the, the best part of Spencer's records is, for me, the production. It's like, how can we take this, you know, country record and darken it up and, like, grunge it up and trap mm -hmm. it up? Even on the first, like, one of the first demos, I remember Spenny, one of your notes was, okay, what if we, what if that post suddenly has, like, a kind of hip-hoppy groove to it? And so we flipped that and we, we, we had, like, kind of normal driving acoustic drums and then we suddenly for a moment flipped to a, like a trap beat and that for me is like Spencer's yeah, you're absolutely. always like trying to push the production and for me that is like the coolest thing to be given like an open palette mm. and be like all right just let's just take it where we want to take it and like not obey every rule that we need to and I, that's what I love about yeah. everything you go for man that, that's that inspires me thanks man right well, and that's, that's why I think I love working with you guys is because you are so down to break the rules. Mm. And, you know, I think you understand that there really aren't any rules. And I work with a lot of people in Nashville who say that they want to do some cool shit. And then you get in the right in the second, like, what if that's a tech hat instead of a whatever? Or like, let's put a bass drop. Let's flip that and start rapping in the bridge. Everyone's like, ah, that's not for me. <laughs> instead of just making it the coolest song that you can they feel like there's a box and you got to play within the set of rules. And you guys have always been super down because I've brought in some wacky shit and you're like, yeah, let's get wacky with it, which I just love. I just love that I have permission to play as an artist. That's not um, normal. So I, I appreciate that when I work with you guys. It's well, so I, think, I think it's a two way street. I think we appreciate that you want to do something different because I think the ultimate sign of an artist is someone who's going to keep evolving. I mean, I 
jumped on your train when Rooftop came out. You know what I mean? That was me and my friends right. jam and it's like the amount of evolution you've done since that record but that song still sounds as good as your songs now because i can tell you meant it and that was what you were you know going mm. to achieve at that point um and then i listen to red flags like different song but it still feels like spencer and i think your choices to, to yeah. kind of always go against the grain or, or to make choices that you want to make is why people probably love you that's why i love you you know well yeah. thanks man well, that's, that's why I love working with you guys. And obviously, together, you are your own entity. You guys just dropped a brand new single. Tell us about, uh, is it Imaginary Friends or Imaginary Friend? You got it spot on. Yeah, you got it spot on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is good. I was jamming in the shower today. I was like, oh, shit, they did it again. And who's the feature? Is it Violet? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Violet. Yeah. Hey, Violet. Tell me a little bit about that song why you guys chose to put that out especially with hey violet cool one they um so we originally got pulled in to to like do a record for them um and Mm -hmm. then we had a great session got a tune out of it It was like totally thought it was going to be for them and then like luke and i were stewing over it and we were like hang on like what if we wrote like one of our verses on it and like made it a collab would it work and he was like, absolutely. So Luke writes, does his thing, writes filthy verse. I'm like, okay, cut it real quick. <laughs> Send it over to them. They loved it. Um, and they were like, let's put it out. Let's, let's go for it. And, you know, the rest is history. And that literally, to, to shout out them, Spenny, mate, they definitely dig into their stuff because they are extremely cool. Two sisters, like one's a drummer, one's the lead singer. And then this... Oh, dope. Yeah, I didn't know that. And this guitarist, Casey, who's like a filthy guitarist. Him and Luke were just ripping in the studio the other day when we did the music video. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was really Hell fun. Yeah, it was a super organic way of doing stuff. Like no like management or label being like, hey, you two should, do you know what I mean? Um, but fun. Right, right. Which I feel like are the best collabs yeah. at the end of the day. It's just buddies just getting together and making shit, which is awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that way you can build a friendship aspect and like, you know, because I was a fan of yours yeah. for a long time, I felt like I knew you before we started working because I followed your music. But like to be able to do the non-label setup sessions, you have like time to develop mm-hmm. friendships. And then the song, if you're helping someone write something, you know, it becomes more like them than it becomes like some weird school collaborative project. You know what I mean? Where you're like forced <laughs> to work together. Exactly. Like I always hated it. I don't know. I remember when in school they would like put you with oh. people you didn't want to work with and you're like, how? How is that helpful? You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, you got to go over to some random kid's oh, house. No. His mom made terrible yeah, snacks, and you're like, Jimmy. Jimmy. Right. like oh, no, not no, Jimmy, no, not Jimmy. Yeah. Who like? Sorry, Miss Miller. Like, no more fish sticks. <laughs> the whole time he's talking about some random video game that totally. you've never played. You're like, dude, I just want to finish this social studies project on Hamilton, please. <laughs> Please. But sometimes <laughs> sessions feel like that when like obviously it wasn't your choice to work they with do. those people and you're like, man, can we just can we just call this a day? Hundred <laughs> percent. And that's that's what I meant in the intro when when I look forward to our rights, I really mean that like I above all, you know, collaborative and music and stuff, even if we never work together again, I just want to hang out with you guys because you are good human that beings. Means, and I think that's the mark of people that you want to hang out with. Um so I work with in the industry are people that you want to yeah. hang out with, just people who genuinely get you as a person. And I think that's why songs get better when we work together because we talk for 30 minutes before the session even starts because we're just genuinely curious right. about each other's lives. So 
I love it. I love working with you guys. I think um, without sp- spilling the beans on the rest of this project I'm working on, I think there'll be a lot more of our collab stuff on there, which is super exciting. Mm. So can't yeah, wait for man. that. Um, how's the golf going, bro? What's, what, how's, how's absolutely. The, how's, yeah, how's, how's golf? Man, I played yesterday and... I have like these moments of brilliance where I'm like, I should be on the tour. I am so good. And then the next shot is that like duff four foot chip or like skull it into the sand way over the green. So I'm inconsistent, but I tell you what, the the number one thing I've learned is just to like, which sounds super cliche, just to have fun. Like I, I put way less pressure on the game. It just now is this like kind of fun thing. I played with my parents yesterday, so I enjoyed it. That's That's what I like to hear. Love it. Yeah. You you meet. Do you guys both I, play? I, I just started playing, but I mostly play for the beer cart. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, exactly. but, uh, <laughs> no, I've been playing with my, my girlfriend and her family are like avid golfers. So they're showing up like in the most impeccable nice. golf outfits and like, look at me. Like I don't own anything golf. You know, I'm like the first person that's going to get kicked <laughs> off the course for not buttoning my shirt. But, um, yeah, no, but I, I, I played baseball growing up. So my swing is very baseball. So it's like, I got the drive really well. Oh, Everything in between yeah. is terrible. And then in my hometown, you know, it's really boring, but we had a mini golf course so that like every date you went on or like every time you'd hang out with your friends, you go play mini golf. So my putting is really good. So yep. I have the drive and the putt, but everything else in between is just like dodging puddles, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is like that's actually not a bad place to be. I feel like chipping is a is a pretty easy like five six trips to the driving range. Yeah. Y- driving is I think the hardest part of the game, and then putting that's the classic adage is like drive for show, putt for dough. So you're about to make that dough, yeah. dude. You're, I, you're the only fine. way I've been keeping up with her family is I'm always like in on two because my mini game golf was so good. He's yet, yet to make yet the to mini make golf game, not my mini game golf. It's in my head. You're getting in my head, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up and just biff now for sure. <laughs> well, next time I'm in L.A., one, we need to like all get together in person and write. Yes. And then two, we'll go smack some golf balls into the water. I'll drive the cart. I feel like you guys are, are far beyond my league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of this show is just asking, you know, kind of random weird questions because I'm sure you guys – Get interviews all the time where it's like, so tell me how you got yeah. your start, you know, blah, 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 Ooh. just the, the surface level stuff. But I love to like ask some weird shit. So my first weird question to you is if you could put anything into a pill that every human being has to take, like I'm talking like a thought, an emotion, Ooh, um, wow. you know, a piece oh, of advice, God. what would you put in that pill? The world has to it. take it. it. What are you putting in your pills? The smile pill. Smile. Everyone, pill. imagine the whole world's <laughs> walking around with a smile. Just that's, yeah. that's I'm done. kicking it. That's nice. I want yeah. the smile pill. I yeah. I I think they call that ecstasy. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> a bit of that as well. I was just gonna make that joke. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I I listen to your podcast, so I've thought about this question many many times, and oh. I, it's like. I had one the other day that was so good and I was driving and I'm like, I got to say this on Spencer's podcast, but I forgot (laughs) it, which is going to lead me to what I'm going to say today. I think a memory pill would be the best thing because I find not only what we do as songwriters, but there's so many moments I have growing up with my family, with my friends in relationships that I wish I could almost replay like a movie in my mind. Do you know what I mean? And I think, oh, dude, so, so yeah, bad. And I, I think, 
yeah, it could be sad in times, you know, to, to have to relive certain things, but that's what I love about books is you can get to chapter 10 and you can go back to chapter two and reread the same thing that you read, you know, when you read it the first time. Mm-hmm. Memories, you always go back and you tell the story slightly different or you remember it slightly different. And that, I, I, would, I would like a memory pill where I could get it exactly right. Yeah. Dude, I have such a like goldfish memory, especially as I'm getting older. I'm actually trying to tell my brain like a different story. I've started to be like... I have a good memory because I feel like that's half of my bad memories that I keep saying I have bad memories. So I'm like, no, I have a good memory. But to trick my brain, I keep saying I have a good one. And it drives me crazy because there'll be these moments and I'm like, man, if I could just like smell the smells and see the sights and be there again, there's something so special. Like I'm sure we've all felt this way. You eat something or you smell something and it like kicks it. That's what's so cool about music is you can listen to a song that you listened to in college or like in high school for the first time in like eight years. And I'm boom, I'm just like riding around Ty Levine's red shitty truck, yeah. like, you know, going, going out to the, the parties or whatever that night. I'm like, how did that memory just get access like that? I wish I had a little pill that could just That's it, do man. that. That's, that oh. would be my pill. And I, cause I think, I mean, we've all heard the adage, like youth is wasted on the young. Um, and that's really true because yeah. you have all of these firsts, which are kind of like cornerstone core memories. Um, and mm-hmm. they've happened so long ago. And usually at a time that you're, you're either just finding out who you are, or you're figuring things out, or you're figuring out, you know, what you want to say to the world. And you have these great memories that are kind of stifled by that, whether that's, you know, an anxiety or whatever, when you're still searching for who you are, right, man, wouldn't it be great to be the age we are now and, and relive some of those things and, and be able to look around and stop and smell the roses. Literally. We took it for took granted, it for granted man. We took it for granted. <laughs> took it for what's granted. Spreading, it's what's true, pill, man. Mate? What's my pill? I've given like the, you know, like the self-awareness answer yeah. before, which is like, I wish everyone could really understand who they are and what they're good at. And like that, you know, they don't have to impress everybody. Like, I, I think that's a good pill. But recently I would say I would give everyone the pill of just like, like feeling um, rested because I, I so desperately want this pill, <laughs> which is like if you could just eat no matter what night's sleep you had, what food you had, what stress you have. You know that feeling of waking up on a Sunday when you're like a kid and it feels like you slept for like a mm-hmm. year and you're just like, whoa, like your eyes open, you're just ready to rock, you're ready to go play. Like I haven't had that in a while and I feel like a lot of my friends are the same way. They're like, dude, I just can't catch up on sleep. Yeah. I can't catch up on feeling rested. I, I always feel like I want that extra day mm. in the week. Cause by the time I get to Sunday, you know, you, you want to go out and be with your friends and do all this stuff, but I need that extra like rest day, true rest day. And I don't get it right now being on tour. So I would, I would take that I'm rest. You, pill in I, That's a good one. I just had an interview and they asked like, you know, what is in your definition, what is true success? And I'm like, true success is being able to take a nap in the middle of the day and your phone doesn't ring. Cause everyone knows that you're sleeping and you need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, like to be able a thousand percent. It's on your schedule, and everyone's like, so "Oh yeah, successful Luke's that nap. they're like, he's sleeping. Leave him. Don't touch him. Yeah, <laughs> he needs we get it. Fired. Call it, dude. A thousand uh, percent. A, all right, I love all those answers. Here's my yes. next question for you guys, and I this is in the spirit of the song. What are your red Ooh. flags? What are the things that? Mm. 
people should look out for. <laughs> and then we could talk about how you're working on them or if you've overcome them. They could be in the past, yeah. present, whatever. But on the spirit of the brand new single, yeah. Red Flags, what are wow. your red flags? Luke, after yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be careful. I'm, be careful. I, no, I, I'll just, I mean, I'll, the Go thing that we're sitting girl, right next to him. I know. My <laughs> girlfriend's got the gun right here. But um, <laughs> no, the, the thing that I consistently let my girlfriend down on is cleanliness because I don't, I'm six foot four mm. and this is my excuse, not a reason, an excuse. Um, I don't see things on the floor. I never look at the floor. So if my socks are on the floor, if there's dust on the floor, if there's, if there's cat stuff on the floor, she's like, how do you not see this? How do you not pick this up? I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't even know the last time I've looked at my feet. It's like a different zip code for me. So <laughs> You're in a, you're in the clouds, in the, baby. You ain't clouds. looking at that dirt. Yeah, red flag. Dodge the question. Messiness. So, you, so your red flag my, is cleanliness. cleanliness is definitely my red flag. I'm I live in complete chaos. I never do the same thing twice. I try like I uh, set my alarms for different times. I don't eat the same thing when I go to restaurants. I don't eat the same thing for breakfast. Um, yeah, I like I try to live in total chaos because I find it makes me kind of creative. Um, but that is not great when your girlfriend is very OCD about cleanliness. I'll tell you that much. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, she's, and she's right. Believe me. Like, I need to be doing that. That is definitely a red flag. Um, hey, it's that self-awareness pill. You already I took did. it, my friend. I did. But um, I'm working on it. Like, my, my stuff is folded now. Like, I'm, I'm evolving. You know what I mean? I, got, I have a list on my phone that I do yeah. every morning, like, to get the stuff clean. But That's I good. don't have the awareness to walk around and be like, that needs to be done. I need to be told. I'm like a 14-year-old kid that needs a chore list. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's totally flag. it. Totally. <laughs> that's good. I'm totally, I'm totally opposite to Luke. My red flag is like basically what Luke's talking about. Like if, if there's someone who like lacks discipline, this is the two things. It's like someone who like, for instance, is like lazing around on a – on a, I'm really intense about this sort of thing, but if someone's like lazing around on a weekend, like trying to get brunch at like 11 a.m. and they're not out of bed, like attacking the morning, that's not for me. And then also it's the, mm. it's the boredom thing. We were literally, I was with Luke yesterday and we were talking about it. Like I can't stand people that say I'm bored. Like that for me, if you say mm. you're bored, you're bored with yourself. You're not bored. You just haven't yeah. locked in. And maybe that's something they need to work on. But like that for me is like the biggest turnoff in the world right there. So your red flag is yeah. you find other people's red flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your red flag is particularity or I hate this about people and I hate this. So Wait, red, red flag means like <laughs> it's if they say something, it's like, oh gosh, right? Yeah, but what's your red flag? What should people watch out oh, for my you? personal yeah. red flag. Oh, I thought red flag as in like what I see in other people. Um, That's hilarious. Again, Gus is single. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's my red flag. I'm too too intense. Maybe that's my red flag. I would never. I would never let Gus. The tough part is certain. Yeah, never. I I feel like I, I feel the same way. Gus, I feel the same way as you. Where sometimes I feel too intense, but for for the right person it can be a green flag. And I think you're going to attract the person who wants to get up on a Sunday at 8 a.m. and like get their shit together or is like, I'm not bored because I have something to work on. And um, I I would agree with you, Gus, that 
like I don't care if people are bored and they are very happy, but it, it is always shocking to me when someone who's really unhappy and they're like, I have this massive goal. They're like, oh, dude, I was just so bored this week. I'm like, what do you mean? You had a full week to not be bored and work on the thing. So I get that. I yeah, get that thanks, one. Thanks, Benny. I feel better now. That could be a green flag. I like that. I like I got that. you. Yeah. I'm going to call this podcast every week now. Yeah, I mean, for, for certain people, red flags or green flags, like, you know, what I do for a living, what you guys do for a living, is a big old red flag totally. to a lot of people. Oh, my God. <laughs> To be a creative, to travel as much, to want to be living on buses or playing venue. Like, it's not for everybody, but for the right person, they'll, they'll love it. So it's it's always tough to know, like, is this a red flag in general or is it just a red flag for this particular mm. human? That's true. So is that yours then, Spenny, you reckon? That's your red flag or what? Uh, man, how much time do we have? Uh, my red flag is probably like workaholism that I just, I really love what I do. And I love this podcast. I love my music. I love creating, being in the studio, writing all that stuff. And it just doesn't leave a ton of time for other things. And so I shut things down at the start level because I'll be like, well, yeah, I could go on a date, but like I could also post 12 TikToks, do my laundry, (laughs) Uh, you know, finish that second verse oh, yeah. and, and, you know, fire off some emails. So the, the tough part is that that is not fair to humans who like, because I'm the same way on a first date, I'm not going to like blow somebody's mind. Like it takes a while to like get to know each other and enjoy each other's company. And so sometimes I'll like cut stuff off. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'll, th- this is my red flag. I'll convince myself. I don't have time. I don't have time Mm. for anything outside of music because I have this huge dream. I have a, you know, and I say this and it's good in certain extents, which is I, yeah, I have a 1% dream. So I got to take 1% actions. That's just the truth. If you want to play a stadium, cool. Everyone wants to play a stadium. What's going to set you apart, but which is awesome. And I, and I'm doing that. Unfortunately, it doesn't leave a ton of time to be like, Hey, let's just take Saturday off. Let's just go to the park and grab ice cream. And that's what a lot of people get to do. And right now I'm on tour. So especially right now, my red flag is like, oh yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hang out and get to know you, except for I can pepper you in for one hour on Tuesday night. Right. (laughs) It's so specific. (laughs) But maybe you'll find someone who also agrees with that and you guys will actually work better together that makes sense so some of your workload will actually be accented by that that person i mean luke you're you're the one who actually does it tell us about how you make it work or or how you're learning while you're doing it because you are for those of you who don't know luke is also an incredible actor and he travels around all the time and you'll be on sets correct me if i'm wrong you'll be on sets for like weeks at a time i'm sure your girlfriend's Kirby. name is Kirby, yeah. correct? Um, and she, you know, she, Kirby, Kirby Johnson. Yeah. And she, um, she's also an actress and, and um, very involved in the uh, entertainment space. But what I found was I was, I was on the same boat as you guys. I remember um, Kirby and I were friends for a long time. And um, I didn't want to date her because I thought, oh, I'm going to be too busy and I'm going to destroy this wonderful friendship that we have because I'm not going to be able to be a good boyfriend, an attentive boyfriend. And then 
um, two things really happened. We started dating and I realized a lot of my goals were also her goals. And so the more that mm. we worked together, she would help me and I would help her. Um, so I found myself getting ready, ready faster or like, you know, um, if I was writing a song and there was just one lyric, if I was just pacing around singing it, she might hear something and just give it to me and vice versa. You know, we help each other with self tapes. We help each other with things like that. And I realized, oh man, sometimes when you work together, uh, then you can enjoy little moments. And I also think the second thing is that I have so much more to write songs about because I'm in love with somebody. And mm. that's a lot of what people want to hear is about relationships because that's usually when people turn to music. Um, and because I'm able to constantly have the female perspective on my problems or um, my joys, I have a lot to pull from. And that's been really helpful to my songwriting. Dude, I, I love that. And something that I learned kind of like when I first moved to Nashville was to have the female perspective, especially when you know, a, a predominant part of our target audiences are probably in that 18 to 35, whatever. This is us getting like too businessy, right. but like that is a reality for us. But then to not ever have a woman's eye or ear mm -hmm. or brain on something can be really bad. Like sometimes I hear songs come out and I'll be like, I feel like that was a bunch of guys right. who wrote what a girl wants to hear, mm -hmm. but that's not what a girl right. wants to hear. And I have really awesome women in my life who like, I actually, just like you guys, they're so important in my creative process because they're incredible songwriters um, who I'll be like, you know, in the room, we're writing a great song. And I'll be like, what if I said this? And she's like, "Ooh, that's kind of creepy, right. actually. I'm like, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. really? like, no, you're right. It's though. good, dude. It's, it's and true. vice versa, you know, that's and that's brilliant. that's something that I, I found with with Kirby is like just sitting and and working on on projects with her all of a sudden you start getting feedback and you find you're working less, but getting more done because you already have yeah. a perspective that, and I mean, like, let's just, just cut the crap. Girls are a lot better at stuff that has to do with emotion. I really believe that. <laughs> I think they really hear things differently in music and it's so beautiful. And when you can be in a relationship and have a friendship with one, it's like, man, you get stuff done so much, uh, yeah. effectively and you don't have that doubt in your head like is this going to come across wrong like you're saying yeah. yeah no absolutely um well first of all thank you guys for being on i just have cool. one more question Thanks, for man. you and then i'll let you guys bounce uh before we even get into that i just want to say how much uh fun i have working with you guys red flags has been such a fun journey and like from then to now, I feel like we've gotten so close, so I can't wait to write a ton more stuff. I think there's a, a couple songs that we've written and that we're going to write that will end up being on this next thing, too. So you'll probably become a staple guest on Why Are We Here because we'll probably just do this nine more times. I love it. I love the sound <laughs> of that. It's mutual. It's mutual Absolutely. Man. My last – dude, thanks, man. I, I love you guys. My last question for you guys is um, what is the number one thing – that you don't give yourself enough credit for. Should we say that about each other? Yeah, yes, that's nice. great. Okay, since you guys are uh, band, married, band married, you must now look at your band husband and tell them, <laughs> what don't you give yourself that's enough credit great. for? <laughs> that's really good. Good twist, guys. You, you know what? There is some creative genius in here after all. It's not just a nerd, huh? <laughs> um... I've... 
<laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say, All right, I'm flattered. All right. um, why well, I can go first because I, I know what you don't give yourself credit enough for for sure. Okay. I I really think, and it goes back to what we're talking. I don't think Gus gives himself credit for. Um, he doesn't need to spend every ounce of his day getting things right because most of the time his first instinct is right. A lot of times I think you go and overthink mm. things or you compare yourself to another producer or another song and I'm like, dude, it was right the first time. I think no one has ever been as talented and uniquely yourself as you and um, usually your first demo that you send over is just as strong as the finished mix and sometimes you stray away from it to get to the end because you you're listening to other people's opinions. And I'm like, dude, your instinct is number one for sure. Ooh, take that. Yeah. Hey, that hey, on me. Look um, at that. Okay. I mean, I have, a, I have a couple, but I think the number one thing for me is, um, the, the thing you don't give yourself credit for, I think is like your own lyricism. I think, Although you're always a songwriter, you do take, you know, if someone has an opinion or like something, you will let their opinion sometimes exude your own. And it's the same thing where it's like our best songs, every single like lyrical moment is your lyrical moment. And again, we do, we, we tweak them and, and, you know, people have their opinions and, you know, say an A&R comes in or a manager comes in and says, ah, that's not the one for me, actually. Like, I want to tweak it. I think if we have something that you feel super strong about lyrically or even, like, in the, in the movies and in, in the music videos, your, like, creative start is normally what we should finish with. And I think that nice. is something you don't give yourself credit for. Thanks, Scott. Okay? You know what's cool is you Next guys have the answer. exact First same instinct. thing about each other, yeah. which is trust your gut and your instincts, which you guys, I'll just, uh, I'll expect to bill you both for the marriage counseling that was taking yeah. place today. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we really got somewhere there for sure. Yeah. You know what it is? We're just, we're, you no, know, that's, it's actually extremely great. extremely arrogant. We both take credit for everything we do. So that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're great. You're great. Luke, Luke has... No, you're, yeah, you're great. great. No, your instincts Luke right. Could just hide some I have myself no, I, up, you know. Look here, I, I'm the I'm the outside guy now, so I can chip in. I think you're both right in that you guys both have a very unique style and way to make music from a lyrical standpoint, from a melody standpoint, from a production standpoint. And you guys have a gut that isn't like other people's guts, so some people might tell you to do stuff differently. And have a wise counsel, have people that you trust that when you send them a mix, when you send them a lyric, that you trust their ideas. But I would agree with both of you about both of you, which is just trust your gut, man. It's there. The things are there. Always strive for what's next and what's better. And obviously, right. that's that's what we do. And that's why we're here. But I'll say this. You guys have a very unique sound. In my songs, it pokes through like red flags, feels like red flags because of you guys. In your songs, it pokes through because it sounds like you guys and, and nobody can create that thing like you two can with when it's your little milkshake of everything mm -hmm. blended up, Gus and Luke. So it. it's great, man. I'm a huge fan Thanks, of you guys. I, uh, I keep listening to all the well off stuff and I, I would tell everybody to go check it out, stream it, give these guys a follow. Thanks, um, even if you just want 
just eye candy from the both of them. They're just very handsome gentlemen. So check them Thank out. Thank you, Spencer. I, I got I to gotta say one um, thing that you don't give yourself enough credit for, and this is something yes. I've been saying for a long time. Spencer, you are so funny, man. You are genuinely hey. so funny. And, and, and in today's world as musicians, like I think growing up, we didn't expect us to have to be, you know, influencers. And that's the way that we, we sell music yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and your page always makes me laugh. I never cringe like I do with most like people that are trying to be funny. You are genuinely <laughs> hilarious. And that's something that I don't think most people would expect from a, a singer songwriter, you know? Yeah, oh, man. dude. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. You guys are the best. And, and again, like this is what great collaborators do. They just like lift each other up and it's, it's hard to find genuine champions. I mean, you guys know you're in LA and I think it's even more competitive and more cutthroat than Nashville. And so it, it's just good to have people who lift you yeah. up and who get you and who are just like real fans. Like Again, if we never worked together again, I would still tell people to go stream your music because it rocks, and I would still just want to hang and golf and right. fuck around because I love you guys. So I appreciate yeah, you very I've much. Been, yeah, you're in the I've stadium been, gang. I've been telling people to stream your music before I even moved to LA. Before I even, you know, yeah, knew that's right. that you were a cool dude, and now I now I really scream it from the. Well, here's the deal. You, you guys are in the stadium gang. You're gonna be on the stadium Woo! stage with me yeah, one day. Baby. We're gonna go. We're gonna be bringing you out for uh, red flags and all the other songs we have together. So. People get ready for all of the uh, the collabs we have coming, guys. As always, it is a pleasure to just see you on my calendar. I woke up today. I was like, what do yeah. I have? And I'm like, Likewise. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to these guys. So we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks Bye, for coming Spencer. On. Thank you so Thanks much for having me. us. Man. All right, y'all. Another episode of Why Are We Here? I love those guys. They are so fun and genuine and just like... I said it in the episode, but just like my favorite um, names to see on my calendar. And it's so rare in the industry that we have to just click with guys like that. So go check out their music. It's Voila. I think it's V-O-I-L-L-A. No, V-O-I-L-A. And the A has the little, you know, thing over it because it's Voila. Um, check out their music. Uh, I would say start with Figure You Out and then check out their brand new single, Imaginary Friends, because it's dope. It's with Hey Violet. Um Follow them on Instagram at Luke Eisner at Gus Ross. And uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at why are we here underscore podcast. Tell us how you like the episode. And uh, we love you guys. Thanks for checking it out. Make sure to subscribe. And we'll see you next week. Season three is almost over. Um, but we will start season four and get a bunch of awesome guests that I have lined up um, coming soon. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Much love. Bye bye. Don't you dare tell me this time's different. I don't buy it, baby. We can't fix this. I ain't going back to what we had. I took off our rose-colored glasses. Now see your red flags.